I know that today, while some of you are watching, if you're like me, you're probably weary. You're tired. There's a million different reasons. All of us have a story to tell from this week, don't we? We have a story to tell that we don't even know how the ending will be. What we do know, though, is that God is faithful. What we do know is that God will never leave us or forsake us. What we do know is that we serve a God. That even though you might be sitting in a house with broken pipes, you might be sitting in a house with no water, maybe your electricity's barely been on a day, And maybe you're looking out through the window and the snow is gone and the ice is gone, but the aftermath is still real. God is there. God is present. You matter and you are not alone. We want you to know that today. You matter and you are not alone. We love you. And we are going through this journey with all of you. If you're not in Texas and you haven't experienced what we have, we are thankful. And we hope that you are doing well if you are visiting with us today. Thank you for joining us. We love you. And we want you to know when you come here, whether it's virtually or when you walk through these doors, you do matter to us. And we do love you. And we mean that. Those are not just good church words. Those are words that we mean from the bottom of our heart. Thank you for joining us. And we appreciate you taking the time today to be with us. But I promise that our hope is also that you don't see us, but that you will see what God is doing through us and through the ministry of Lover's Lane. So welcome. Sit back with me for just a few minutes and relax. And uh, we're trying to stay warm. We're in a room today that uh, doesn't have any heat. So uh, we are staying warm. So if you see me doing this periodically, I'm just trying to keep my hands warm. So we started our Lenten season this past Wednesday. Lenten season is a special time in the life of the church. It's a time of fasting and repentance. And for some, you take on something. And for some, you let go of something. But the whole point of all of it is is so that we can take a moment to stop and reflect on where our relationship is. Who we are. Maybe get things back in balance where they haven't been. But working on that relationship with God. So as we begin this series, we're starting a series today in in this Lenten time called Calling. Calling. And I've been thinking about this word a lot. What does it mean to have a calling on your life? Some use the word purpose. But I want to start before you turn off and go, oh goodness, here we go again. Stay with me just for a minute. Because here's what I want to promise you, is that you have a calling. You have a purpose. And some of you will say, well, they've been telling me that for years and I have no idea what they're talking about. Well, what this series does is this series is going to allow us to walk through seven steps to finding that calling. 
Seven steps. Now, is it quite as easy as seven steps? No, nothing is ever as easy as seven steps. But what our hope is, is that each step that you take will get you closer to knowing and finding and kind of solidifying what God's already been doing through you your whole life. So follow me. Don't go anywhere. Trust me, we're going to get there. And we're going to get there together because what I want you to also know is this is a journey we all go through. This is a journey that even when you find out what your calling is, you have to be reminded. You have to be reminded. So today we take that first step in this journey that we're going to take together. And the first thing we're going to talk about is listening. I don't know about you, but listening sometimes seems to be the hardest thing. Listening. What does it mean not just to hear, but to listen? We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about a mentor that I don't think always made the best decisions. We're going to talk about a young man who is learning to hear the voice of God and not sure if it's God or his mentor. But he's learning to listen. So if you're sitting there with me, pull out your Bible, pull out your phone, pull out your iPad, and you're going to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3. And we're going to talk about that young man, and his name is Samuel. You guys ready? Here we go. Now the boy, Samuel was serving the Lord under Eli. Now, Eli is his mentor. The Lord's word was rare at that time, and visions weren't widely known. One day, Eli, whose eyes had grown so weak he was unable to see, was lying down in his room. God's lamp hadn't gone out yet, and Samuel was lying down in the Lord's temple where God's chest was. The Lord called to Samuel, I'm here, he said. Samuel hurried to Eli and said, I'm here, you called me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go lie down. So he did. Again, the Lord called Samuel. So Samuel got up, went to Eli and said, I'm here, you called me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli replied. Go and lie down. Samuel didn't yet know the Lord and the Lord's voice hadn't yet been revealed to him. A third time, the Lord called Samuel. He got up, went to Eli and said, I'm here, you called me? Then Eli realized that it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So Eli said to Samuel, go and lie down. If he calls you, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went and he laid down where he'd be seen. Then the Lord came and stood there calling just as before, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel said, speak. Now here it gets good. Your servant is listening. The Lord said to Samuel, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of all who hear it tingle. On that day, I will bring to pass against Eli everything I said about his household, every last bit of it. I told him that I would punish his family forever because of the wrongdoing he knew about. 
How his sons were cursing God, but he wouldn't stop them. Because of that, I swore about Eli's household that his family's wrongdoing will never be reconciled by sacrifice or by offering. Samuel lay there until morning, then opened the doors of the Lord's house. Samuel was afraid to tell the vision. Of course he was to Eli. But Eli called Samuel saying, Samuel, my son, I'm here. Samuel said, what did he say to you? Eli asked. Don't hide anything from me. May God deal harshly with you. And worse still, if you hide from me a single word from everything he said to you. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. He said, the Lord, Eli said, he will do as he pleases. So Samuel grew up and the Lord was with him, not allowing any of his words to fail. All Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was trustworthy as the Lord's prophet. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh because the Lord revealed himself to Samuel at Shiloh through the Lord's own word. It's a word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, amen, corner. Are you out there? So remember, when Jackie puts this up, what does it look like? Amen, I want to hear an amen. I want to see it, all right? Write your amen. Let me know. I see some of you. Oh, my goodness. I see you out there. Hey, Steph. Hey, baby K. Hope you guys are staying warm. Hope you're doing all right. I see you, Angela. It's so good to see you. Hope you are doing okay as well. Carla, amen. Amen. So as we begin to walk into this scripture, and what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, the first thing I want us to talk about right now is, are we listening to the right voices. We all have a call. We all have a purpose. But are we listening to the right voices? As we look at the story of Eli and Samuel, we see that the voice is calling out to Samuel. Samuel thinks the voices he hears are Eli, and then all of a sudden they both realize this isn't Eli, this is God speaking. It's time to listen. For me, I have been fortunate in my life to have had some amazing mentors. Every step of my calling, God has never ceased to amaze me and the people that he has put in my own personal life that have mentored me and have loved me. My parents were both unbelievable mentors. Not just parents, but they lived out mentoring me for my life. And as many of you know, I have had the privilege of working with lots of pastors. Too many today that I could even name or tell, but I want to hit on three. Actually, I'm going to hit on four people that have mentored me. I'm not even uh, looking at faces, but one of them that has meant a lot to me has been Pastor Dawn. She's mentored a lot of us, hasn't she? She's watched out for a lot of us, hasn't she? What do we do without the mentors in our life? But are we listening to the right voices? And as many of you also know, my longtime mentor and friend, Reverend Dr. Clifton Howard, that has been with us a couple of times, I met Pastor Clifton at a time in my life where I was scared to death. 
I knew what God had called me to be my whole life. And all of a sudden, the storyline changed. And the problem for me was, I didn't know what to do with that. And I was too afraid to touch it. I had gotten comfortable and I liked my comfort zone. So I'm too afraid to say anything out loud. And then I met Pastor Clifton. So today what I want to do is I want to share a few things of what I've learned from my mentors. I want to share with you some things that I've learned along the way of, of what it means to move into that purpose and into that call. So I'm going to share some of their sayings and some of the things then that I have learned because of the things that they have poured into my life. One of the best sayings that Pastor Clifton poured into my life was, there is never failure in faithfulness. There is never failure in faithfulness. Amen? Amen? There is never failure, not partial failure, but listen to me. There is never failure in faithfulness. Some of you feel like a failure, but are you listening? When I asked Pastor Clifton, what would be more advice that you would give? This is what he sent me. He said, if a mentor can be someone who wrote a book that you read, here's what I'd like to share with you. Lyle Schaller was a church consultant way back when in the 1970s. He wrote a book called The Pastor and the People. In this book, he talked about paying the rent, by which he meant earning the people's trust and respect. That has always stuck with me, and I've always tried to pay my rent. Everywhere I've been appointed. Pastor Clifton taught me to stop and really listen and build relationships with people everywhere you go. And he's taught me you pay your rent. As you think about what God has called you to do in your life and who are the voices you are listening to, sometimes when God speaks, it doesn't always look like fireworks. Sometimes it doesn't look like this giant bonfire. Sometimes it's just a flame that started with just a slight spark. And it slowly grows over time. And in the next steps of our lives, all of a sudden, we begin to see a flame. And when we see that flame, we begin to nurture it. Sometimes it doesn't look like what we think it should look like. That's why it's so important to understand, are we listening are we listening to the right voices? And then, are we being obedient to God's voice? It's a hard one, isn't it? Sometimes I can sit back and say, I don't know what to do, so I don't have to worry about being obedient. It's not necessarily true. Are we being obedient to God's voices? <laughs> The words that God spoke to Samuel were not easy to hear. Samuel had to tell Eli the truth. Samuel had to tell this man that he looked up to, wait a minute, it's not going to go well for you. You made some pretty bad decisions in your past. It's not going to go well. That's not anything you want to ever tell your mentor. But he knew he had to be obedient to the voice of God. 
The point is, Samuel listened. Samuel listened. We get this preconceived notion of what we think our call should look like because we have read great books or we've watched great sermons and possibly we know someone with a great life that just seems so out of reach, but we try hard to obtain it. But here's the thing, your call, your call is your call. Your call doesn't belong to anyone else. And sometimes it is hard, but listening and being obedient matters. Another mentor I want to lift up today is Reverend Donna Whitehead. Reverend Donna has been at LLUMC for over 20 years. Holy moly. As a matter of fact, her 20th anniversary was last June. Donna and I office right across from each other, actually next door from each other. So there is no mistake in how much I love her and look up to her. When I think of obedience to hearing God's voice, I definitely think of Donna. She is a woman that has been in ministry for over 40 years, a woman. Being a woman ordained and in ministry is unbelievable within itself, but being a woman. Especially 40 years ago when she started this journey. And when I asked Donna for advice, which is a lot, she usually says there's always two sides to every answer. That's the way she tells me every single time. She says it's never either or, but it's both and. It's never either or, but it's both and. Think about that every single time now that I begin to answer or solve a problem. The thing I have learned the most, though, from Donna is you, it is never too late. You are never, ever in a place of too much experience, and you can never have too much education to learn something new. Donna teaches me every day that every day brings something new to learn. For in learning comes listening and obedience. Thank you, Donna. For in learning comes listening and obedience. And then listening leads to blessings. Amen? Do I hear an amen? Listening leads to blessings. And not just for you, but for those whose lives you will touch because of your obedience and listening to God's voice. Samuel was obedient, and because he was obedient to this, the scripture says this. So Samuel grew up, and the Lord was with him, not allowing any of his words to fail. So Samuel grew up, and the Lord was with him, not allowing any of his words to fail. Amen? When I also think of who has listened to God and who has never backed down from their conviction, I will never leave this person out. And that is Pastor Stan. When I think about how lucky I am to work under a man who stands behind his conviction and what that has taught me, 
When I came to LLUMC, I was down. And LLUMC was literally my last stop and my last ditch effort of trying to be obedient. I knew God had called me to something different, but I tried running. And here's the thing. You don't run from Pastor Stan. He doesn't let you. He has this way. I don't even know how to describe it. But if you've worked with him, you get it. He saw through the force field of fear and doubt that I had in myself. And it gave me the support and the care to become the pastor, which is a call I had known all of my life. But I was afraid. Pastor, sent, pastor Stan sent this to me when I asked him, send me something that you would share. He said, always try to make those whom you work with successful and never worry about who gets the credit. Reverend Charles Thompson. Now, Pastor Stan says that Pastor Charles was the epitome of this statement, but for me, Pastor Stan is the epitome of this statement. For I have also learned from him that when you believe in something or someone, you never give up. You let them fly and you let them soar because of Stan's uncanny way of listening to God in unwavering faith, I have also felt the freedom to listen to God as well. I have learned what it means to listen even through the hard times. I've had the privilege of watching him march through rough terrain and carry some heavy burdens for you and I. Burdens that only he could carry on his shoulders and I've watched him carry them with obedience and in listening to the voice of God. I guarantee you, years ago when pastor started ministry, he never knew that his call was going to be carrying the torch that he's had to carry over the past few years. Listening is hard. But listening will bring you many blessings. Amen. Amen. Come on. Listening is hard. And as I close today, I want to share one more mentor with you. This is someone who's not in ministry. This is a person that has worked at the same job for over 30 years. They don't have children. They've been married for over 30 years. But she knows her ministry. She knows that her ministry is something that she carries with her every day wherever she goes. She has been a mentor to many by working her nine-to-five job. She has helped raise many children that were not hers through her love and her care. She has helped many families get back on their feet because of that nine-to-five job. She has offered the life-changing love of Christ to a stranger many times. And when I think about all that she has shown me, the thing that I think that sticks out with me the most is that she knows her calling. 
She knows that her calling is deeper than a title or a job. Her call is in listening. And in that moment, and in that place, wherever that might be, she knows that her call is about listening and being obedient in that moment. For you see, calling really is at the beginning and at its core about hearing, not what you want to hear, but hearing what God is saying. Knowing that when you carry ministry with you every day and you listen for those special moments, you lend a helping hand or you speak a special word into someone's life. Or maybe you just sit and you listen to them. The special mentor to me, she knows that her calling is deep within who she is. And that it doesn't matter what she is doing. She knows God uses her right where she is. For you see, some of us think it's got to be grandiose and wonderful, but don't forget, it's not fireworks. It's a spark that was created in you the day you were born. And every day you nurture that till it becomes the flame that it's supposed to be. That it brings the warmth when it's supposed to bring warmth. For I am forever grateful for my mentor and my friend, Brenda Baker. I am forever grateful for Clifton and forever thankful for Donna. And I am so thankful for Pastor Stan. They have all set a charge before me to know what it means to listen in order to know what comes next in my call. But are we listening? Some of you will tell me, I'm just too old to listen now. If you're still here, there's a call. Some of you will say, well, I'm just too busy. You just cannot understand. There's so much going on in my life. That doesn't change. There's still a call. Some of you will even say to me, well, you know, um, I'm trying to get there, but it's a process. Your process doesn't mean that there still isn't a call. But are you listening? Samuel listened. The first step is listening. Father, I thank you. for your call and I thank you for your purpose and I thank you that every single person watching today has a call and has a purpose I thank you for those mentors that have poured into those calls mentors that didn't even know what that call could be Father we are listening we want to be obedient listening.